0: Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Niccolo Mastromatteo, And he's the founder and owner of Pimpernel Developments. And he has a background in commercial real estate development, brokerage, and finance. So welcome to the show, Nick. Nicolo, how are hey, you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm good. How about you? Yeah, you can just call me Nick.
0: Is that what you typically go by as Nick or Niccolo?
1: Usually Nicolo, but friends and family, Nick. So we'll go with Nick for this.
0: All right, sounds good. <laughs> so, can you share a little bit more about your background and how you got started in real estate?
1: Well, I got started in real estate in 2016. I saw a documentary about development, and it looked interesting because, um, you know, everybody talks about being left brain, right brain, and um, it's kind of both, which kind of fits more. So, I found any paying job I could in commercial, and you know, that's not always easy, other than property management, but. Just an entry level position. I mean, I didn't get paid much or anything, but I learned a lot and I was at a big company for this area. And they had their they had brokerage department, property management, construction and design, finance. So I kinda got a window into all that and I had to make a lot of calls. So I got comfortable on the phones and learned how to get I had a really good admin that showed me some tricks and I can get to the owner of a property pretty quickly and get a cell phone and get a hold of them sometimes you know they get a little uncomfortable sometimes how'd you get this number i'm like don't worry <laughs> like, it's not a list you're not about to get called or, well sometimes you might hear from me but so then i switched to broker and i focused on multifamily and land and a couple of the downtown areas in southeast michigan oakland county in particular some in detroit but oakland county is still metro detroit and then uh over a couple projects i had been Working on getting under contract for a while, made some connections with some developers and some economic development folks at the, the state department, the county department, and then started getting heavily invested in one city in particular. And it just kind of made sense to go into development, which is the reason I got into real estate. So I have been working on this city and a couple of developments in particular full-time I guess January 2019 so it's going on three years and in the course of that I had to get involved with local politics so that's been a learning experience and we got an election coming up here in about a week and a half November 2nd so that will determine a lot for me what I'm going to be doing going forward if those go the way they're looking to go and the way I've been helping them go. There could be some big, good changes for the city, and and so I'm, I'm hopeful that that happens, and I can get back to some developments. Even though I am, you know, working them throughout this process, it's just not full time efforts.
0: When you were getting into development, did you imagine being this involved with politics?
1: No, (laughs) no, I didn't realize how much of an influence developers are on politicians and vice versa, but you know, you need these approvals to do the developments. And I think I think it still comes down to the most important part that I have learned is you need approval from the people because all these politicians, a lot of them don't necessarily, and this is just at the local level, but really, I mean, in many ways, it's, it's more important because it affects these people's lives more directly. But, you know, if you have the support of the people at some point, if, if you don't have the support of the politicians for whatever reason, eventually i think it'll come full circle but no i definitely didn't see that there was going to be no i mean i'm registered independent i I don't want to deal with politics but so i learned a thing or two i've been helping out certain candidates most people kind of try to ride two horses and get those horses to think they've been riding only that horse you know so it's like the, the smart way to do it but i was more interested in trying to help the city so more of an economic development level so i want good people in those positions. So I picked my horses and juiced them and see how it goes.
0: So as you're getting more involved in the politics side of things, what has been, I guess, the most important aspect for the people when they're looking to get approvals for these development projects?
1: Well, listening, of course. But you mean in, in terms of the people, not so much the, the politicians, like the citizens,
0: Right, in essence, right. The politicians—they're working in the best interest, or of their majority of the people who are like, like on their side, right? They're supposed to be working in their best interest, so it should be a, pretty much aligned, right?
1: Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, we, would a, like we would like to think. We would like to think. Yeah, there's a not so fine line between uh, what is it, reality and ideality. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a communication, really. I mean. With both of them you know the politicians and the people but i've found that direct communication is the way to go best and ideally in person you know because you can kind of feel each other out next best i guess something like this on a zoom or facetime and then phone and lastly text but like in direct communication because there's a lot of interference whether it's inadvertent or you know intended i've run into a lot of a lot of problems with that where you know someone might be smiling at your face and they tell a different story to someone else and it just the message doesn't get clearly communicated. So I've been working on a system and a process to speak and talk and listen directly to the people who vote for these politicians and for them to give me feedback because I mean the only way development is going to be successful is if it's going to fit with the community. Is a community need what are the needs you know i wasn't born and raised in this city i feel like i have been at this point but like listening to them and trying to figure out what will work best because that's what development will work best um from my perspective but definitely the communication i keep coming back to that but it's true i've run into multiple multiple speed I when i just got called today a good friend of mine is running for council in one of the seven districts mom just called me and I've been help like extremely helpful with him in particular I mean he's a good friend at this point and someone had told her yesterday if he wants to win they need to stay away from Nick and it's like what there's a week and a half left we've been doing this since January you know and she just laughs it off but like there, there are people out there who are either speaking out of ignorance or they're just bearing false witness all over the place so it's I'm trying to get rid of all the distractions, get rid of the speed bumps just for a smooth ride. And I'm still learning, but I guess the more I learn, the more I realize I have to learn.
0: So when you identify a development project, how early or how long does the process take to communicate to all the different people who are voting and everything to get them on board and get your approvals processed?
1: I think things are a little different in the city I'm working with. Unique, I guess is the word I'm looking for. But this one big, real big project that tied in a settlement agreement with the city and the owners of this project and kind of really controlled the finances of the city, the the develop or the owner of the properties, 400,000 square feet, two buildings, 30% occupied office space, basically huge parking garage in the middle and the city owned the parking garage. So that's where the, the issue lay. He had done, I think he had told me he was like five. I don't know, five, six, seven states and multiple large multifamily developments. So he's very experienced. In his 70s, he's been doing this for a long time, owns thousands of units, you know, that sort of thing. He told me there he has never seen a situation like this in the city. It's like a civil war between the mayor and the city council. That's what I've been working toward and helping. And there's a lot of people trying to help turn things around in this election. So I'm not so sure my input is the way it generally goes because I've been working on this for years and, you know, it's, it's like just now maybe about to happen. I have been told to, it's a very long cycle and development. Commercial real estate is one of the riskiest businesses and development is probably the riskiest faction of commercial real estate. So it does take time for sure.
0: So throughout this entire process, you know, what has been the biggest surprise for you? pushback
1: i say that lies travel a lot faster than truths and lies are more readily believed than truths so like i've never changed with my plans i've never changed with anything i said i'm very careful with what i say i'm going to do because it really bothers me when i hear and see other people committing to something or being really really behind something and believing in it and saying they're going to do it and then they don't so like it's it's like I try not to focus on that because otherwise I'm not going to try to do anything. Cause what's the point, but um, definitely a lot of pushback and usually from a small group of people too. I'm sure that's direct circumstances that have to do with me, the city and these developments. But I think in general, there's a over overarching like silent fear that all these people have of being, the word is gentrified, but I've been told by one of my politician friends to use displacement <laughs> Which uh, sounds better, but basically my whole thing is redeveloping the city, bringing everybody together to do it as a team and developing, redeveloping without displacement. So you got to help out with the education, the jobs. So I guess a big part of the surprise is it's not so much real estate has like, at least development has nothing to do with real estate. It's people. And I mean, I guess it shouldn't have been a surprise, but live and learn. (laughs) And even real estate's not really, the asset isn't the structure. Most people who aren't in real estate see a building, they think that's the asset. But it's it's the financials that are the underlying asset. That's the true asset. Someone had told me that once, a big multifamily investor, and it just kind of stuck with me. But yeah, I guess I'd say I, I didn't realize how political, that's the surprise, political and people-oriented the whole process is.
0: And so what has been the best way for you to communicate and get in front of the right types of people that, you know, will be able to help you achieve your goals?
1: Consistency, I'd say never, you know, the Rocky mentality, just never give up. It's not about how hard you hit, but how many times you can get hit and keep going from that whole speech, really. (laughs) I mean, I hear people too, they'll be like, hey, how come so-and-so hasn't called me back? I'm like, well, when did you call him? and they tell me when, like how many times they're like once like you know other people are busy too like they might have forgot to put it in their calendar I've done that I've mi- forgot to respond to a text I'm reading it in the middle of something I'll go back to it I never do I try not to do that but it's consistency you just gotta keep without being irritating or like a used car salesman you know it's like kind of a fine line but you can't you can't just say oh you know I tried so hard and I called once
0: A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So, you know, especially with development, it sounds to be a very challenging area to be in. For you, what allows you to push back these challenges and, you know, continue to move forward without being discouraged?
1: I think the people like Willy Wonka, there's good eggs and bad eggs, but like there's a lot of good eggs and there's a lot of people who want the same things as me. And there's a lot of people who've been working on this sort of thing in this city for longer than me. And they're like truly dedicated to it. Every once in a while, you know, I'll go through phases where I'm like kind of down in the dumps. And I mean, I'm still working because I've learned how to just make that happen and routine. But then I'll come across someone or meet someone new, and that gives me like new inspiration because, like, there's a lot, it's a really unique city, and there's a really strong pride with all the people who live there and even the people who live around the city who are originally from this city. So, me seeing how much it matters to these people and to the city it kind of like cycles and gives me another boost or pre fills the tank up with more inspiration, motivation, and people will help. There'll be a group of us working towards something. And in a few months, it might be other people in the picture. Some might've gone, moved on elsewhere or stayed there doing something else. So that's like a cycle where I get hit with the right people at the right time. That helps me keep going.
0: And what's, what are you looking to focus on next or what's your next project?
1: I mean, if these, if these elections go through, I'm pretty locked in in the city for quite some time. I mean, I would like to do more multifamily either development or acquisition in other locations, kind of diversify that way. And also with, you know, stocks and bonds and that sort of thing, but these elections go well. And I started a five Oh one two with four of the people. There's a lot of property that has yet to be developed and, my goal would be to just keep working on this. I mean, I'll, I'm planning on moving to the city. I would have already if it wasn't for the current mayor. You know, it's a long-term thing. There's a 18 vacant former schools that need to be redeveloped on like, you know, five to 10 acres and buildings downtown that are huge that need to be redeveloped that I've been working on for years and they need a lot of incentives and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I would say like a short time frame would be 10 years, but it might be like a whole, I mean, it might be the rest of my life. I don't know. We'll see.
0: So how has real estate investing impacted your life?
1: Made it confusing. <laughs> Made it more complicated than it needs to be. But nah, it's fun. I mean, it, it is hard. And there's a lot of get back up, try again, BMX quote. And, uh, but it's it's fun too at the same time. Like, I don't know. I'm parked in front of some park right now, at a nearby city. I have a, this Zoom call. I knew about the call, but I didn't know where I was going to be when I had it. So I try to make structure, but you never know what's going to happen a day. I might get a call and it's like, for whatever reason, it has to happen that day, some meeting or whatever. So it's kind of fun in that sense, I guess. It never gets old. It just never stops.
0: And what is one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started?
1: That it's, it's all about the people. So the people you're dealing with, whether it's on a, you know, whether you're trying to get approvals with the city and you're dealing with politicians, Or support from people to help you get support from the politicians on that level or whether you're dealing with an attorney on a purchase agreement or an accountant over here or whatever else agreements i would definitely i guess that would be one too like letter of intent is usually what i start with on a a deal if they don't sign a non-binding letter of intent early you don't have to be so consistent with everybody (laughs) i would have Push that aside a little more, marked it on the calendar, made sure they knew to reach out to me if things changed. I've seen people verbally make agreements, sign a non-binding letter of intent, sign a purchase agreement, and they don't come through. And they'll justify whatever reason, but really they weren't really a seller or they weren't really a buyer. So if I had been more people-oriented in my mind, I may have picked up on some of these red flags early on and saved a lot of time.
0: What is one thing that sets the successful people part in real estate investing? Cash. <laughs> I think it's, uh, I mean, I think it
1: is consistency because I mean, there's only so many properties. There's only so many States in the United States and that's just one country. There's only so many counties in each state and so many cities in each County and so many buildings and properties zoned certain ways in those cities. So I mean, if you got a football team that's got a hundred guys on it in college, and there's thousands trying to get on the team, how do you how do you make yourself one of those hundred? Like, you got to be really creative and constantly assessing if you could be doing something better or you're doing something wrong. You got to be willing to be wrong about things. I've seen so many people; they're just not. It's really uncomfortable for them to admit to themselves about being wrong about something when it's really not a big deal. And if you can't see that you're wrong about something there's no room for growth. So I'm babbling now.
0: And so what is one tool or resource that has been extremely helpful in your real estate investing?
1: CoStar. I've learned a lot from CoStar. It could be better. I mean, but that's anything, any art project or anything's never really done, but it just helped me not only contact people and figure out which properties have how many square feet and this and that and tenants and all that. It's really organized in a, well, in a multitude of different ways, but I like how it's geographic. I like to pull a county, and you can pull all the multifamily, you can pull all the land zone multifamily. That's not always accurate, but the bulk of it is fairly accurate. So it kind of helped build the foundation of my understanding of real estate, very structured, boxed, compartmentalized way that helps me retain the information, basically. Got it. So it's a great great source.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you so much for sharing You know your experiences, especially in development and how you've been able to work with all the different types of people that we typically wouldn't expect in real estate in terms of politics and the people in the community and everything like that as well. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Watch out for those BSers. <laughs> they're everywhere.
0: (laughs) And so if our listeners want to find out more about you, Niccolo, where's the best place that they can go?
1: Just shoot me an email. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. My email is just my first dot last name at gmail.com or yeah, I guess that's the best way. I'll hold off on the cell.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much again.
1: I know. Thank you. I I appreciate it.
0: And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to BonifaceCapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.